0: Welcome Welcome to another episode of Marketing 101 for Chiropractors, where we keep you ahead of the curve, attracting more new patients, and growing your business. Now, here's your host, Dr. D himself.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Marketing 101. I got a special guest, my wife. Dr. Christine Hafer today. Hey. And we are going to go through a little bit of a journey more so than the whole mark diving into marketing, but this is, this is marketing. Your business is always marketing. We're going to go right back to the day we graduated and the decisions we made out of chiropractic school and how they will impact every single one of you listening. Cause we've done it all. And I'm going to show you what we did. We graduated, we went into preceptorships, that went sideways very quickly uh we had three ideas and then they went sideways
0: uh i was supposed to, we we're supposed to purchase the clinic that i precepted in and right. then she sold it a month before i started
1: well yeah so we're gonna we're, and then we're like okay pivot uh we're trying to get our our immigration for christine in canada mm-hmm. yada, yada yada so we graduated in uh from palmer to davenport went back to calgary alberta where i'm from And, uh, started there. And then we just pivot, pivot, pivot all at the very beginning. So we ended up buying a practice. We're like, you know what? Screw this. Let's buy a practice. Let's just not reinvent the wheel.
0: 25 year old practice. Yeah.
1: 25 established practice. Um, retiring doctor wanted to go. It ended up working out. We ended up buying the practice and tanking it very quickly, very fast because of the, because of the transition and because of the unknown. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, uh, then that's how we knew we needed a coach like right away. Three months into practice, we're like, we cannot do this blindly. We, we went into Total Solutions. We went to CLA. We, we met Jim Tempo and David Fletcher and uh, Dave Major and surrounded ourselves with with the right people, uh, and they guided us. And then a great coach, Dr. Kale Madovich, He's he's been part of a, a bunch of things, and he's still doing some great things. And uh, he took us under his wing, Blair Doc, in town, local. We, we felt comfortable with him. So brought in a coach went from a 12 PVA to a 24 PVA in three months because of scanning and doing the right things and marketing folks, marketing within the practice. We were doing nothing externally. We had no money to do Google ads. There was no Facebook. Well, there was, there was no Facebook ads. There was none of this stuff.
0: We were living in a basement.
1: Living in my parents' basement. I mean, truly, truly cutting as many corners as we could to do this. We put, we we decided we buy a house or we buy a business. We bought a business. Uh,
0: or do we get married? Or do we get do married? We have our wedding, or we do we buy a business and we, yeah, yeah, gave, our friends gave and them family. More time to think it through. Friends and family are still upset because they all booked their flights for our wedding that we canceled. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everybody. Uh,
1: we yeah. all of the stories. And so we ended up doing the, the business part, and we get into this business, and we we do the C L A stuff, and we bring purpose into the practice. Purpose for us, because we didn't know we were taught this stuff in school. We were taught adjust you three times a week until you feel better. And if I can't get you better in two weeks, I'm a pretty crappy chiropractor. That's what I was taught. You should be getting people better in two weeks, three times a week. If you went to Palmer, Dr. Bird, remember, uh, give me two weeks, right? And I walked away, I'm like, that guy's a genius. But then you realize anyone teaching in the school is not a genius. It's because they suck in practice. But that's a different story for another day. Uh, <laughs> how I feel about school. Uh, so that so that's how we got into practice. Uh, we made that work. We grew it slowly but surely in ridiculous rent conditions in Canada. I mean, mm-hmm. look at their housing crisis
0: now. What it costs to buy a home. But it was it was crazy then. Crazy.
1: We and what what year do we buy our practice? Yeah. August two thousand and eight. Yeah. October 2008, October eight. no, yeah, the world comes to an end. Remember that? And uh, in Alberta, they had um, Alberta healthcare. They had healthcare that would pay a portion of chiropractic, they abolished that in November. So we're like three months into practice. Everyone's used to getting 25 bucks per visit or whatever it was, 20 bucks a visit. And we were charging 40 at a time. So now patients are not paying 20 out of pocket, they're paying 40. My coach tells me, hey, if this is gonna change, don't charge 40, charge 50. Well, smart, so we went straight to 50. How do you think that went? Actually it went very well, it saved our business. And so we did this and we did that for eight years and we went through associates. We we dove into opening a satellite practice with a cooperation with PTs. Uh, that went sideways, we won't talk about that. And then we tried to nurture associates and we tried to get them going and that was a struggle because we really didn't know. But because of that, all that, we learn and now we know. And then we got to a point where a great associate came in for very short, he's like, I wanna buy the practice. And that worked well. He's still there. He's running this office as a third generation in that office, continuing that going. It's over 30 years old now. Yeah, there are
0: patients that have been there for patients
1: that have been there for 40 ever. years now. Yeah, they were seeing the original doctor. So cool to see that legacy going. And that's what you want to create. That's the purpose of what you do is to create a legacy in your community. You may be wanting to create a legacy for your family somehow, but you don't know what your kids want to be. They mean they don't want to get into the medical field. You don't know that. So What you're doing is trying to create a legacy in your community that you can move on. Anything you want to chime in there?
0: Yeah. um, You know, I see in the chiropractic groups, the um, a lot of the questions people asking, is it better? I get this question a lot from new grads. Um, Is it better to buy an existing practice or is it better to start from scratch? If you know you want to own and it depends, it's not a cut and dry answer. I think, you know, when we purchased that clinic, we actually were competing with a couple of our friends to purchase that clinic. It was kind of uncomfortable. Um, they ended up purchasing a a clinic and they killed it and it was the great fit for them. So, um, it all worked out. It always does. Um, but you know, really understanding the way that that doctor practices and thinking about whether you want to practice like that or not. So it's hard as a new grad because you don't really know your identity as a chiropractor. Maybe you do, maybe you're ready to go and do upper cervical for the rest of your practice, you know, out of life. But a lot of us don't like I didn't, I went into, um, RCPA and I ended up doing kids stuff and now I do functional medicine. So it can change, but we didn't realize that the doctor we were purchasing from had like a PVA of 12 and, um, He, it just wasn't ideal for us. It was more of a sports brace practice. They mostly spoke Mandarin. So we, even our friend S spoke Mandarin and she would speak to the people, but we never knew if, you know, they were speaking poorly about us or saying they hate us. Um, There were things that were not a great fit. It definitely could have been a better fit, but it was a learning lesson um, so that when we went to sell we made sure that we had a good fit and someone that could you know i think that the doctor that we purchased from he wanted to make sure that those patients would be taken care of long term and we were able to provide that um but it wasn't necessarily a great fit and then we tried to find a better fit for the person that purchased our practice and he's done a really great job at that it's
1: great it's so so refreshing to see a new grad come out with a vision like they know what they want to do but if you are in school and you're listening to this or you just got out and you don't have a clear vision, it's okay. You're the majority. Like yeah. You're part of the majority. So when those those associates come out or those chiropractors come out, it's it's super refreshing mm-hmm. to, to see that and, and to see that. I'm like, man, I wish I had that when I first graduated. And mm-hmm. you're, you're gonna shave five years off of struggle. You're gonna struggle the whole the whole time, but you're gonna shave five years off the top uh by being a vision. And if not, it's okay. You're gonna learn and pivot anyways, mm-hmm. no matter what you do. So that that was really cool. So that was a great question. Is it better to buy a practice or not? It's about doing your research. And, and we kind of felt pressured into like, we have to, we were like, we have to. And it was really sad seeing pra- the practices that were up for sale in such a prominent city like Calgary mm-hmm. and how chiropractors were struggling. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they, they needed to get rid of their practices. They uh, were going through schmuck. I talked, we talked to one in, in you know, the bonus area who was like, I've been doing this for 20 years. And we walked in, we're like, is this condemned? Like, is this a condemned building? Like, what's happening? And he was—I think he was sleeping in the back. So I don't know the backstory. But folks, it's not all—it's not all glamorous. It's—it's uh, it's the reality. So we found this one in a great part of town. We ended up living close by. It was great. It worked out. Um, so the next step on that is building a legacy in that practice. And then, what can you sell a practice for? Mm-hmm. We got one hundred percent. This doesn't happen. If you talk to businesses and use in the U S people like to use brokers down here. I don't know about that. I'm not a big fan of the brokers because brokers don't understand the industry. They plump you into the medical industry and how medicine works is that medicine and dentistry are at the top of what you get for a practice. That means if a dentist makes 2 million a year and they put their practice up for sale, they'll get 85 to hundred percent of the gross for that practice because it's dentistry. And if they can show they're generating $2 million of revenue every year, then they'll get close to $2 million. In the negotiations, they may get a little bit less. They may offer them you know 1.75, and then they close the deal. They're happy for that, and that's where you get that 85 to 100. Medicine, too. Medical practices will get gross. Chiropractors are typically knocked down to the 50% mark of gross. And I'm going to tell you right now that's a myth. It's all about the value that you create. So if you can nurture associates into your practice, show them how the operation works, your value in your practice goes way up. But if you put it to a broker, they don't care about you. They want to just make the sale on your practice. So they're going to be like, "Listen, you're never going to get that. Just take this. This is the industry standard." So find someone that can help you go through that and through my coaching, I've gotten into that and I will help you and I will be your broker for 0% fee because I can help you build that value in in your office and I'll know how that works. And there's others that I can refer you to as well in the industry that help you get this. So we got 100% of our chiropractic gross revenue. We also did really well with massage therapy. Massage in our office, we had four massage therapists rotating and they did over $100,000 a year in massage. So the gross looked really good. It kind of buffered it. But once you say, hey, listen, I want this. I want 100% of the chiro because that's what you're taking over. You get this as a bonus, the massage therapist, if they like you and they stick around. And then, of course, the associate that comes in or the doctor that comes in and wants to buy it says, well, that's fantastic. So some people argue with me and say, well, that was only 90 percent value because whatever. Uh, But you can get you can get high. It's all about the perceived value. So selling a practice, not as easy as I made it sound, but you have to have a contingency plan to get there. It took us a few years to get there. This whole transition to the United States didn't happen overnight. It took years to get there, to find the right person, to make the sale, and then to transition that uh, to have it there. And it will work better with an associate. And we can get into that on on another podcast, building your legacy and your practice.
0: Okay. So um, takeaways on purchasing a clinic, especially because I don't think most chiropractors purchase a clinic that's perfect for them. If you did, awesome. Great decision. Um, but if you need to, if you purchase a clinic expecting it to go well, there's a lot of attrition. What are three takeaways? What, what do you suggest people do if they've purchased a clinic? Uh, it's not going the way that they hoped. What do you suggest that they do? Okay. Three so things. You, you
1: pulled the trigger. You, you You bought it. You're in it. And now you're where we were. And, uh, the three takeaways on this is that you have no other choices. You burn the boats. Remember this. You burned all your boats. You are now in this. there's no way out unless you want to file for bankruptcy. So you either make it work or you don't. So we're going to talk about making it work. How do you make it work? You You go back down to the basics in a business and you look at the list that you have. You are sitting on a diamond mine of all the people that you've helped and every email that's in your list. These are people that don't even know that they need to come back that you can rekindle through strategic marketing free it's called email marketing or drip marketing. Rekindle that relationship with them through drip marketing in your office about all the cool things you've done since taking it over and how you're different and how you're going to, and the things that you can help with and the things that you're looking to bring in and the vision, share your vision with your community. That email list is not a cold list. It's a very warm list. They've bought from you before. It's very different than buying lists and emailing to them. So that's, that's one. Two. Two. Point number
0: two, I I would say getting into community,
1: get into the community. If
0: it's not your community, a lot of us move to places that we want to be, that we're not from Mm -hmm. getting in the community, connecting with other professionals, connecting with people. I mean, that's going to work. Whether you're purchasing, you purchased a clinic, it's going well, it's not going well, or you're starting from scratch. Community is everything.
1: Community is everything. If you have a niche, if you have a focus, that's the community you need to get into. If you're in the pediatric community, you go see the pediatric dentist, the pediatric pedi- uh, pediatricians, um, the IBCLCs, what, IBC, yeah. and you just start connecting with them because they're going to run into some that have been here their whole life. In the community that you're in now, they will know people that, hey, you should talk to them. Oh, I didn't even think about that, that industry. I'm going to go talk to them. So that's number two.
0: Number three, I would say is hiring a coach that aligns with your values. So that was pivotal for us in surviving (laughs) and figuring out what to do and finding a coach that could hold our hands when we said dumb things because we were, you know, 20 and too busy. Um, or 25 and too busy to do things. Um, and not laughing us, laughing at us and kicking us out. Um, but finding a good coach that aligns with you that wants to help you succeed. That was a game changer for us.
1: Game changer. Cause once the negative thoughts start going through, it's so hard to get yourself out of it because you wake up the next day and you're in almost like a groundhog day and a coach will get you out of that coach. will would be like, listen, there's no time for this. You're at war. There are missiles going over your head. Like get out there and save your business. Like grow your business. Mm-hmm. It's the only
0: option you have. Okay. So, uh, we sold the practice in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved with two small children, a six month old uh, and a just newly two year old to the States um, and decided we would try to not practice, um, not own our own practice for a little bit to see how that would go. um And it didn't go well. Didn't go well. <laughs> Associating wasn't for Enrico.
1: No. And, you know, when I was at Palmer, I was like, ah, I don't need to write part four boards. I'm going back to Canada, baby. Well, I had to write part four boards again, eight years out of practice. I don't recommend that. <laughs> Do the boards of wherever you think you're going to practice, please, during school when it's fresh in your mind. Anyways, I passed. We get to the United States, and I've been talking to a chiropractor here to be an associate. So I remember <laughs> saying this when we moved here. I'm like, I'm going to be an associate. I got no ties to anything. This is going to be awesome. And I'm 33 and mortgage-free, baby. That was my That was my slang for the year that year. And, uh, oh no, and miserable, miserable, absolutely miserable. And that's how the whole story starts about Enrico D.com is I got into sitting there. This associate said we're going to be, or this chiropractor said we're going to run a busy practice, which they did, but they had a right hand man. They had a right hand associate that was there for 15 years with him. And he was seeing all the patients. It was, and it was great. I love them. I still talk to them uh, to sling in an associate and be like, okay, go get new patients. I was like, whoa, I had a baby, two, two babies at home. I'm not like, you mean like the old school BNI stuff? He's like, whatever you need to do to get new patients. i was like, this isn't going to work. But in the meantime, I didn't give up. I still wanted to to fulfill the contract and and help that clinic out and and be an asset to them. Started on the Facebook stuff, started figuring out Brunson stuff, ClickFunnels, started, you know, I was there sitting and at home, doing it at home as well, figuring it all out. And I figured it out. And, we were, and this was hot you know, in 2017, getting a bunch of new patients. Now, the doctor that hired me is like, man, you're awesome. I was like, yeah, I'm opening up my own practice. Mm. Because of the entrepren- entrepreneurial mindset that I had coming out of Canada for eight years, I was like, if if this is how it works and I knew about this four years ago, I don't know if I would have left. I mean, I probably would have built uh, something crazy up there. So anyways, long story short, the associateship didn't last always mend things on on a good note Mm -hmm. with everybody, create those relationships and keep those relationships Mm -hmm. and leave on a good note. So it wasn't like, see ya. Mm -mm. It was like, Hey doc, I got, you know, I'm not happy. I I got kids. This can't last very long. I can't be paid 2,900 bucks a month for much longer. It's just not going to work long term. It's like, well, you get 50% if you hit these quotas. I'm like, I know, but I'm going to be happier doing this for myself. Let's just save ourselves this, you know, and he respected that. He truly did. He was like, okay, if you're not happy, I definitely don't want you to be in here. So moved far enough away, found a location. It was, uh, you know, 1,100 square feet up close to our home. It it just, everything just kind of worked out. It always works out, folks. Just remember that. At the end of the day, when you put your head down to sleep, it's all going to work out. Found it, signed a contract, got into the lease. Built
0: yeah, built it built out. Built it out.
1: 50-50. You know, the suit the, the contract or the, the landlord was happy to split it 50-50. I probably could have negotiated more if I wanted to, but we were happy to get into it. Got into it, leased an x-ray machine, and started going uh, out of there. How do you start a new practice? You have to line this all up. You have to have a great business plan. In the marketing 101 group under files is my business plan that gets me SBA loans. Three times. So you can you can do it. You can take it. Just delete Christine Hafer out of it and put your name in there. Don't worry. I got all of our social security numbers mm-hmm. out of it. But you put, you put that and take it. it. It works. It's a great template. You can have that. You have to have a rock solid plan for that. It's got to be realistic. And you have to have a three and five year plan on that. Every bank wants to see that. Once you get that, you get the loan. You start building it out. In the time of building out or in the time till opening, you have to be getting into the community. You have to have your logo, your business cards, and everything ready to go, and your social profiles ready to go. Mm-hmm. And you should be posting that I am the dude, I am the gal that is going to help save your families. And you just get out there and start networking and join all the networking groups and do everything because you have the time. Because once you get that key to your office, you will not have the time to do all of that. So then you're gonna pick the one or two that work well and maintain those relationships for a while. The group that I was part of seven years ago, we still refer to. HVAC, print, mm-hmm. digital, um, these, I think they do our uh, retirement plans. I mean, every financial, they're still part and they still refer to us. So these are, these are rock solid relationships that you build through networking and we still refer. Even though I bounced around and created other networking groups, they still bounce back to the originals because mm-hmm. they, they refer to us and we nurture those relationships. So getting into the community workshops was probably the number one thing. I did three workshops at a friend's pizza place down the road to, about uh, neurodevelopmental disorders, perfect storm, depending on what crowd you're, you're part of. And and this just through Facebook ads, boosting Facebook ads for 20 bucks, folks, nothing crazy, not thousands of dollars. This was back in 2018 and getting people for free pizza at these places to learn about neurodevelopmental. I had 111 patients booked the day I opened the the doors. And I worked Tuesday, Thursday, Saturdays as I finished up my associateship at the other place because they couldn't find a replacement doctor in the meantime. So building strong relationships and keeping them and living up to your word is really important. So I said, okay, I'll keep helping you Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but Tuesday, Thursdays, I'm up up north in my clinic. And he was like, that's cool, man. Thank you so much. Until they found somebody, they found somebody and then I was able to go more full-time into our office. I kept Mondays closed. I brought in Wednesdays and Fridays. and kind of made it a work week, and we just started to build there. We were in the black on week three in June. Um, it sounds great, and you may not be in the black, but it's okay. But if you do the right things to to rev up the engines, this is like a Formula One race. I mean, you get to the starting line, and everyone revs their engines up to get ready for the race. Then you're in it. But if you're starting, if they say go, and now you've got to start the engine, rev it up you know, cl- get hit the clutch. I mean, you're going to lose this race right off the bat. It's just the way, the way it goes there. So which one's better buying or selling? It all depends on the value. Yeah. And if you're coming out of school, opening up a new practice on your own without a coaching gig behind you, the, the, the lack of the knowledge that's going to require for you to be successful early is not going to be there. I'm just being honest. I'm a coach, just being honest. A coach is critical. A coach is yeah. critical. If you're buying a practice, Get into it first, immerse yourself in it first, ask the tough questions. What do you pay yourself doc? I love these financials, but what have you been taking home? Can mm-hmm. I see your, uh, what is it down here, W2s? Can I see what you're taking home for yourself? And and see how much, to, and here's a, here's a great question to ask if you're gonna buy a practice. How much tax have you paid in the last three years on your personal income? Mm-hmm. A lot of docs pay zero tax. Be careful, that's a warning sign that they're just skimming what they need as a salary off the top and living off the business, which is a month-to-month lifestyle. Do you want a month-to-month lifestyle? Trust me, it's stressful as frick. Um, So no, so that's probably my golden question is how much, not only the W-2, how much tax have you paid? I want them to pay $400,000 in tax. If they're paying that, I'm buying the practice because obviously they're making they're making money, right? Enough to, that they have to pay themselves.
0: I mean, if you can afford that as a as a new grad, let's say.
1: Yeah, but, no, that's or, a $2 million practice. But, yeah. but the whole point there, and probably you're never going to run into that because they would never spend, they would never give Biden $400,000. They would buy it. They would buy a rental property or they would do something else. So these are the questions that you can ask. And a, and a good business owner will tell you, hey, you know, my taxes are low. My salary is low. But look at my investment portfolio. Yes, you're buying my practice, but you ain't touching my six rental homes. Now, these are things you can think about being, man, this stock has m- made has been successful because they've been able to invest smartly. They built a smart business. You can't have one and the other. You can't have a bad business and smart investments. A good business, a good mothership leads to um, funneling into other things and laterals and scaling in other ways.
0: Okay, yeah, the takeaways, yeah, that's totally off track. <laughs> Takeaways. Um, So opening a new practice. What are the three most important things that have to happen for a successful practice?
1: Yeah, I think we nailed it. Getting into the community and establishing your niche and your certainty, your certainty, showing people that this is the things you're certain in and this is what you can help them with. What problems do you solve and how do you solve? them? That's it. Being very specific. Mm -hmm. If you're a shoulder guy, you're a shoulder guy. Mm -hmm. If you're a prenatal person, you're a prenatal person. That's that workshops, teaching the community and workshops can be in person or now with social media, you could be blasting videos on your social media all the time and boosting them. So getting the word out that way too digital content, in-person content, and then rooting in the community.
0: And I think another takeaway, not a tip, um, uh, and it's about success in general, Um, you will plan and plan and plan and plan and your plans will be changed. <laughs> and it's very frustrating. Um, with our first coach, I Enrico doesn't love this story, but um, <laughs> Kale, our first coach, Enrico said, what happens? We were talking about getting everything in order. So when the practice is in order, when this is in order, when the staff is set, when the new patients are just flowing, when all the patients are doing great, blah, 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 when all your ducks are in a row, when all your ducks are in a row, what happens then? And Kale, and I laughed really, really hard because most people know ducks don't stay in a row, right? Um, and he knows that very well now. <laughs> it's, it's constant chaos running a business, running a practice, taking care of people. Um, it never looks exactly the way you think it will. And maybe it's being led that way, right? Keeping us adaptable. But, um, you know, having a really good coach is a really big deal if you find the right fit for you they will keep you on track in the midst of the chaos um mm-hmm. and having your community to back you up and then you back up your community too when they're in rough times too
1: yeah the joke was because we got we got on the call and i was like yeah i got the, i got all the ducks in a row next and, mm, and then, I forgot. <laughs> and then uh, they just started laughing the coach and Christina are like trying to hold it back and I just ran into Kale a few months ago here in Orlando at the Remarkable Practice Seminar. I was there uh, just checking it out. And uh, he comes up to me and like, remember when you said you had all your ducks in a row? I'm like, you still remember that? Come on, man. He's like, dude, I laughed so hard after that call because we were just out of practice. Like, And he's been doing it for, he's now 25 years into practice. But he just looked at us and was like, oh, wow.
0: Big I didn't, I didn't wow. remember that you said you had your ducks in yeah, a row. I, like, oh, I thought, I it. What's, I what's thought it was next, a question. So outrageous. <laughs> so outrageous. <laughs>
1: Okay, next uh, next coach. He's like, no, 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 you still gotta run laps. You still gotta <laughs> figure this out. I'm like, okay. And now I realize how silly that really was. So guys, it, uh, there is no right or wrong. It's what's right for you. And in your circumstances and where you are at, are you close to family? Do you have opportunity to buy? It's tough now. I don't know if you guys have 11.5% interest rates yeah. for your business loans right now. That scares the crap out of me. That's normal for you coming into the workforce. I don't know. For me, I, I got lucky at 2.9%, 4.2%. And I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what to say about that. I'm getting these business plans. People are like, Can you look at this? I'm like, are you really going to sign a 13% interest rate? Like, That's standard. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. We're going to have to not only do that, but have to work on scaling that down quickly. You're going to mm-hmm. have to work on paying that. That's not something you keep for 25 years because that doesn't make sense. So in those rules, talking to your bank, no penalty for paying it off early. That's I would put that in there because they're going to say no. There's a penalty for paying it off early. Usually it's it's a few years. And you can't pay it off within the first three years or something like that. that's fine. You're probably not going to pay off uh, whatever that is plus your student loans. But anyways. If you need anything, we're here for you. This was our experience as a tag team, as a married couple, getting into chiropractic. We're real. We're here. We've done things. We failed. We've succeeded. We failed. I think we failed more than we succeeded. I'll be honest with
0: you. It's the best teacher.
1: It's the best te- And that's how we're in a position. If we succeeded all the time, I wouldn't be here as a coach. Mm-mm. I wouldn't know how to coach
0: people. You wouldn't have any passion to help people no. because we needed help at times. Yeah, And the coaching has saved us mentally physically everything right we failed 100 times in 15 years
1: the whole goal as a coach is that you only fail 25 and not not 100 so we can help get you around those things uh with that so to your success stay well do everything you keep doing keep plugging away there is no other options work-life balance ha there is none you're Mm going to keep working it's the way it is you have a community around you i'm a resource there's tons of other resources out there tap into them and don't be shy to make the ask one of the best things i learned from Bill is just make the ask you never know what you're going to get back from that or what the answer is and it just completely turns your whole day around turns your whole week around turns your whole business around it's pretty cool stuff thanks for joining us have a great week thanks for tuning in make sure to subscribe like share, and leave a rating. It helps get our podcast out to more listeners. Also join Marketing 101 for Chiropractors on Facebook or visit us at enricod.com for more information on growing and scaling your business.